Welcome back to Aldi's Mamiya Me series podcast. Today I'm chatting with Jason Byrne. You'll know Jason from his extensive comedy career and appearances in TV and film, including the Jason Byrne Show and TV and radio and everything. Jeez, he's always doing everything. We'll discuss his career, his experience as a parent to sons Daniel and Devon, and how best to mind your loaf. Look what you started. You ruined that already. What you did? Oh, I'm really good at microphones. Nobody said anything about me. Well, you, that's what I mean. It's just you come in here and you're like, oh, look, I can work like microphones. In the entertainment With business, your Sharpies. We will take any compliment. <sighs> I mean, any compliment. <laughs> Great with microphones. <laughs> it's like, do you know when actors, which you know well, and I've seen it on sets because yeah. comics are a little bit harder, strong, you know, their backs are harder. Yeah. That when an actor finishes their lines, they'll nearly always go, is that okay? Uh, listen, I, I completely, do I, I try not to, but I probably do it. I'd do probably not, like to think to, I don't do it. Don't do it anymore. Because <laughs> do the director will go, God, she's so confident. <laughs> Every actor I've ever been with, blah, 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 blah. Is that okay? Comics. <laughs> Anthony, so Hop- Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, brilliant. Two lines is all you get out of Anthony Hopkins, he says. You'll get two lines, two takes. As in two I'm, takes? That's all I'm doing. Don't ask me to do anymore. That's so confident. Yeah, that's like blah, 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 blah. And he never goes, is that okay? <laughs> I, now I kind of think, I think I don't do that. But now I'm pretty sure I probably <laughs> definitely do that. <laughs> but it's like anytime you do a self-tape, you're just waiting for some praise. It's just the life we live. <laughs> it is. But actually now I'm going to be conscious of that because I can see other people doing it and I'd like to think that I don't do that. But it's that also that weird moment where the director goes, are you happy with that? Do you want another take? I'm like, if they were delighted, they would have called that. But maybe they're just being polite. I think when they say, are you happy with that? Do you want to do it again? Do it again. Do you think do it again? Yeah, he means, he doesn't want to say to you, that was Can you do horrendous. that again? What the fuck? Would your mind facing the right way? And all we got was the top of your head. It's a lot of pressure for Anthony Hopkins, though, if he does two takes and then he doesn't like it and he's like, can I break my own rule? I wouldn't mind he having another go. He has to have breaking his own rule. That yeah. He's just calling too. the shots. And do you know what? He's more, he's he's entitled to at this stage. Well, listen, whoever knows. And sometimes, as you know as well, because we've, sorry, we have done, we have acted on screen together. We have. Jason. How brilliant that was. Because the great thing about that was we had no time, no money. Sharon Horgan was trying to edit it as she went. The director was trying to do it as well. Light was losing. And then we just, you know, we only got one chance at each scene. That the was rug. such a fun, manic... Was that one day filming or two days filming? One. Was that only one? I thought it was going to be a week. That's how naive <laughs> I was. And I thought, Sorry, and I'm just laughing because that's the story of my life. It was they a sky short. Ta- a sky short ta- that Sky did and they meant a short. And uh, yeah, I loved it. We Basically, we'll, we'll summarise. We ha- Oh yeah, I love that word summarise. I learned that off... Um, I'm writing this new book um, called uh, The Wonky-Eyed Man. So I had the wonky eyed boy. You remember? I gave from, it. I was, a, I was you, quoted you, on that. Yes, and you will be quoting the next one. Amazing. Consider and me quoted. It's uh, in, in that uh, I I'm writing stories, but I'm summar- I actually say summarize. So I, I learned that off Ryan Tuberty's brother Niall. Like, do you do a summarize at the end of the story? No, it's oh. it's him shouting at me as I'm writing. Brilliant, fun. So he's not. He's in my head. Okay. What happened was we went to Ryan Tuberty's house after the Late Late Show. Yeah. And uh, Niall was there. Tuberty. Uh-huh. He's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. And he's Ryan's older brother. Yeah who is incredibly funny, really dry wit. Yeah. Quite evil, but fun evil. Do you know those guys? Yes. And Ryan was going, Ryan was going, so anyway, we had Kathleen Turner earlier on the show and his brother goes, summarise, we haven't got time for this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ryan. And he's looking at me going, he's a chat show. I mean, come on, quicker, quicker. I, I hope Ryan never listens to this or else he's going to taunt me with that at home. For the, Like he would literally be like, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this story up, please. Oh I did it the other day. <laughs> At a, at, a, at a party and it was I didn't really know them <laughs> and I was sitting there and this one was going 
so anyway, we were on the plane and the woman, and anyway, she was doing, the woman was doing, you know, the exit row thing. That's not part of the story. No, it's not. The but if it's she, funny, it's allowed no, to stay in. But if was, it's just too much She literally went, off. she was on her left and then she was going to right. And I, out of nowhere, barely knew this woman. I went, summarise. <laughs> and this poor woman went, what? How did she take it? She didn't know what to do. But went, did she did she did she get to the point? She's just an ordinary person. Okay, she doesn't understand things like that. We live like we're as I said much harder than the ordinary people. So do you think you're living by Ryan's brother's like life advice now? Do you yeah. mean just in writing or just in everything? A lot of things. That that word summarize is so handy. Wow. Try and summarize. Yeah, next time you're going to tell Ryan a story, put it in your head and go summarize. Get to the top. Probably take out most of the middle. And get mm. to the end. I'll just be speaking of bullet points around the house. Children, bed. <laughs> yeah. Me, tired. Good night. Good night. Was <laughs> it the children's story? And the wolf blew down something. Riding hood. Good night. The end. And that's 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 a wrap on today. Everyone's going back to bed. Um, no, but that was that was a fun summarise. To summarise, you, you wrote this fantastically funny short. We filmed it in no time. I didn't ever the hair and makeup for that was pretty. It was pretty glamorous. Yeah. And then we carried a rug around and we had a lot of fun. That we were, was it in a summary. We were this very straight couple that uh, never broke the law or did anything. And uh, out of nowhere, the the husband robbed a rug out of the shop. Yeah. That's what happened. And then we just, the rug just took over our life. And we <laughs> did guilt. it in like, I think it was on screen for four minutes, but people loved it. <laughs> Such a lot. I was expecting awards. Didn't see that because They're Sharon, They're Sharon Horgan was connected yeah, to Yeah, like Sharon's making this. Clearly we're getting baffed Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Sharon Horgan. What? <laughs> Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> But Jason, so good to see. What a family. What a bloody brilliant family. It was so good to see you again. Mm. I have one question before we start. Yeah. Why are you so tall? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, even I keep forgetting you're so tall. And even my aunties and all did that. God, you're just so tall. You're Why so are tall. you so tall? And then they will always go, your mother's tiny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I, don't I get it all the time. They're like, why are you so small? Really? Yeah, I do get it a lot. And it is. It's a funny thing. You're just like, I don't. I guess it is just. But I'm not as short as I look, actually. <laughs> Why do you think you're taller than you look? I don't know. Well, this is... I know, it's weird. I think I must look taller on camera, but then in real life I'm obviously shorter, but I'm not as short then as you would imagine someone to be who's really short. It's mad that we kind of rely on what other people say and think of us. I know. And that's who we think we are. Isn't it mad? Well, I think I'm 5'4", and Brian, anytime I say that to anyone, he just goes, lies, kind of like summarise. He's like, lies. 5'2"? He thinks I'm 5'2", but he's wrong. I mean, he's wrong, because science and like metrics say that I'm 5'4". The other thing, sorry, about your height, is Mm. that, and I'm sure Brian might might have this uh, tape measure. Yeah, no, that's that the thing. That will solve it every, all straight away. No, it has away. solved it, but he still Have won't accept that? it. It still won't accept it. I think as well, he's stro- he has had a career of people thinking he's taller than he is. So yeah. that's his own issues, Jason. I can't solve his problems for him. Not he's, all of them. But okay? yeah, but he is massive. He's not. But he's massive, not, not tall. He's a huge man. As in he's bleeding massive because yeah, he's he, deadly. Well, no, he's deadly, but he also was a, you know, is, he's was strong. a rugby player. Yeah, that's big. He's Doesn't strong. Matter. I know tall, like I'm not that strong. He'd, he'd batter me. Yeah, we'll, we'll put you guys to a fight and oh, see who brilliant. wins. Okay, cool. I came in here to do a podcast. <laughs> now I'm going to fight your husband. I'm doing a call out <laughs> to <laughs> you to physically fight. You go home and go, how was the podcast? You go, you're fighting Jason Byrne on Saturday night. What are your plans on Where? Saturday night? Yeah. You, you've got in the field? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we'll figure out those details. Don't worry about it. Jason, you're so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, I, I was so looking forward to uh, having you in. We we're just going to be talking about life and parenting and what we've learned and what we haven't learned and the stuff that we go oh god wasn't that a bit mad I still sometimes go it's I've, it's a bit mad that I've got kids yeah and my eldest is 10 
Yeah, so my eldest is 23 and my other one is 16, the two lads. And yeah, I remember uh, being handed my 23-year-old on the day he was born. And it was that... Uh, Outside the, was it the coom? It was the coom. I know it was the coom. And um, we were, the nurse, I, you know, had him in the little, you know, the little chair thing that you put in the car. Oh, that you yeah. clip in. And Was he handed to you first in the chair? No, no. Well, she was carrying, she was carrying him in the, in the chair thing. That was, I don't know why. I can't okay. remember why. And then she handed him to me at the door. I went, there you go. Yeah. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? What do you mean, there you go? No, no, you do not come with me or something. And you're just handed this oh, massive responsibility. Yeah, it's terrifying. And then, I, and then I, I, I injured my son immediately in the back of the car because I uh, was practicing with a doll, uh, putting a doll into the car that's seat. That's really sweet that you even did that. Well, I had to because it, it, he, that's 23. So he's born in 2000. So in those, there was no uh, clip, the, clip the seat in. There was none of that. Was it the seatbelt? Seatbelt yeah, around yeah, the back, yeah. around the front, in the side, wrap it around, around oh. the side. And when he was in it, I kept whacking his little face with the with the with the seatbelt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right on the neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three <laughs> days old. I was going, Is that okay? I was thinking if I gaffer taped him in, <laughs> he, he's, he's not going anywhere anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they don't advise that. But listen, what else are you going to do? I don't understand why that's a problem. Any weed in my we face. Got away with oh, oh straight yeah, straight it in the face. Changes nappy in the hospital. <laughs> weed in his face. Um, and my wife then was going, what are you doing? I had to put my hand over it. It is wee. It was so powerful. Oh gee. And it went everywhere. I do remember the drive on the way home and just when Brian was going over the bumps, yeah. I like me screeching that they, yeah. we were going to ruin everything. Damage the baby. Baby, me, everything. But it is. It's those first few days is nuts. It's like they, they won't know how to exist outside the hospital. It's so intense. And they, my son, I thought he was dying every time he went to sleep. I know. I had me like literally I'd sneak in and put my ear right up to his little mouth to make sure he's breathing. Crazy. How did, how did we not all go crazy though without that, with the lack of sleep? I don't know. That's yeah. I I remember that. That was insane. But he's twenty three. Yeah. You kept you've kept alive for twenty three. He still gets up early. <laughs> he still wakes at seven. Ever since he was twenty three. Yeah, every day he gets up at seven. He always wakes early. Did you do that you as know, a teenager? Seven. No, he's not supposed to. He but he did. He just kept getting up all the time. The other fella, sixteen year old uh, Dan, he's just he sleeps everywhere. Do, does he? Yeah, he's like a pro- proper teenager. He's like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're an adult kid. I'm a man. Yeah. And is that, uh, a man child, yeah, who eats cornflakes. Does it go through a phase where they, like, you know, you're at the centre of the world and then it goes through a phase where they're like, oh, we don't need you guys. We're grand. Yeah, the advice now is gone. There's no, no. So, I mean, a lot of, when the child gets older, they, they won't uh, go to you for advice as much anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's gone. They use their mates or other adults. That was a great thing. I remember talking to a teen psychologist who said, um, if you want to get something into your mate or like into your son or your daughter, any information, get one of your friends, like who's an adult as well, and get them to ask them. You know, and they'll tell them. Oh, get as a friend. to you. Yeah, so an adult, a cool adult yeah, who's cool hanging adult. around. Yeah, like if I got your husband, Brian Driscoll, yeah, yeah. to say something to my 16-year-old, he'd sit up and go, yeah, I'm doing that now. That's a brilliant idea. Well, organise that after if, he fights you on Saturday. After, I'm going to fight over. him for info. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Byrne, Brian Driscoll fighting for information. <laughs> fighting for parenting information. Go. If I, say if you dig Brian, I'm sure you've done it quite a lot. He's just nothing would happen, would it? He doesn't blink. 
It's just like there's a solid, like he just, if you bump it, yeah, he's just I know we're not supposed sturdy. to be, I'm not talking about us, but Brian is also highly interested in the Six Nations has just been won and he wasn't playing. But I did see him in a match and I need to ask him, can you ask him this? Well, he yeah. listened to this anyway. I can't remember where it was, but a, I think it was a Welsh player ran into him on the pitch and knocked him unconscious. Oh, listen, and he was that on was the happening ground. all the time. Yeah, I know. But this is what this is where you might remember it, is that he sat up then, he was grand and then he was, and he was taken off for a little bit and then he was, because there was shoulder and all, all that. Yeah. And then he was put back on. But the fellow who ran into him because um, the, the the match was stopped then. Yeah. And I, nobody knew what was going on. But on the other side, the guy who ran into him had, was unconscious on the ground. Oh, after, God, I do remember that. I think he he broke his arm on Brian. So that's kind of, that's pretty hard. I don't think I'd be able to fight him. Uh, yeah. It, especially if you, if some guy, a rugby player runs as fast as he can at the Brian and he breaks and Brian doesn't. <laughs> that was it. But it was always looking and going, oh, Two people are down. You could be sure that it was yeah. that it was him. Uh, and then I you just need to know your tactics. Don't run in. So when this fight happens, just yeah. don't run into him. You're just going to need like yeah. rulers. You know the way you can do the you, you yeah. like the bend the ruler back and slap some, the back of someone's legs. Remember oh, that yeah. you, used to, you just need you just need a fight plan. Like a tactic like that. So Brian goes to punch me and run around the back with a ruler. With the he's ruler. Going, the shatterproof ruler. And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> or do you ever hear the lads going, oh, these are great lads. Do you ever hear the lads going, no, what do you want to be doing there now? It's the pressure points. That scares me. The that points. You can grab somebody by like just beside their thumb and basically render them unconscious. Yeah, but the only way you can get your hands on pressure points is if you can tell the person to stay still. Pressure points are very definite areas in your body, aren't they? Yeah, they're like that, you know, you want to press them right here. I'm going, he's, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's already jumping around and flipping and flopping. Yeah, you're, you're listen. I'm not good at fighting. No, listen, I, I don't, I actually think we should call off the fight. Okay, the fight's gone. I think I, it's I, too much pressure. It's too much pressure. We can ask Brian about his parenting advice, but we don't, I think let's call off the fight. There's well, too I much mean, going on. I did say to my children, you know, like I tried to encourage sport <laughs> and stuff, yeah. but, but they do look at me and go, Dad, you've injured yourself in nearly everything that you've done and you've hurt yourself. Like, so, okay, so all my injuries, yeah. Um, are um, uh, so I got well six stents. That's not really an injury. Uh, my arm dislocated in the sea in in Australia. It fell out. Just I've, swimming. Yeah, I fell off three swings when I was a kid. Oh God! Do so you were know? you injury prone? Was that your child? Was that your childhood? Were you just constantly? Yeah, but this is because in hospital. I was quite a nervy kid with all that stuff. Okay. So it definitely is a thing. Like you know, it's not great hanging around with someone like Des Bishop, right? Because Des goes, yo man, just go for a jump and you go. But I was always, <laughs> yeah. right. So the swing thing, I never really wanted to get on, right? And the lads are going, just get on it, will you? I was That's like, sad. Part of your childhood that you were like, I don't, I'm scared of swings. Oh yeah, I was scared. I was scared of falling and hurt myself. I didn't like it. Did, were you also scared? It was always a threat that you get a smack in the head with someone, like if they're just walking too close to the swing when when there's the swap over. Yeah. It was just, it was just constant threat. Well, most of the lads would, would be watching out for me when they were like making things or building things or swinging or because they were afraid they're going. it was always me that got injured don't know why really but did you because you I've read that you said that you had the best childhood yeah of brilliant your, I was about to say of your life but that you only yeah, that well I lived childhood. in I lived in Ludford Drive Ballantyre yeah. which was like just at the foot of the mountains double yeah. mountains and that so, was a different time that was before Dundrum was there it was like leafy yeah. fields yeah well Dundrum uh, the old shopping centre was there okay at the bowling alley was there a bowling alley there yeah a plex now, this is the thing about the bowling alley uh, no just a bowling alley. In yeah. the old shopping centre, I never knew that. Yeah, when I was a kid there, myself and Kenneth Newman, we came third in the uh, bowling championships. Well, you'll always have that. You may not have been a sporting hero, but you have got you came third in, in bowling. Yeah, but it was like, you know, pairs. We were doing it like this with pairs. You had to share it. Do you know how many people were in the competition? Six. <laughs> Don't tell people that. You won. No, I swear that's true. Came second. And I have the trophy at home. Oh, bless. And um, the bowling alley flooded. 
the river Dodder, I think it is, that goes through there. It went through the Bone Annual Flood, and that was it. And the but when they built the Dundrum Shopping Centre, all the locals are going, you know, you're at the building that right where the, and it, I don't know if you remember, it flooded, the basement flooded with the exact same problem. Of Dundrum Shopping Centre? Yeah, they knew one. No. Straight through, yeah. Ah, oh, Jim. So us as kids, yeah, so we did, a, I, I mean, I... So you I, as a kid, outside. Are, how many, have you brothers and sisters? Yeah, one brother called Eric, yeah. he lives in Sweden, Yeah. which is unbelievable, because when he landed in Sweden, when he was 20, uh, they were all saying, yeah, what's your real name though? Because Eric's the most popular Yeah, name. I was about to say, he, that's a perfect country for him. And they were going, him. is your name not like Paddy or Seamus? <laughs> and he was going, no, no, it's Eric. They're going, no, 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 your name cannot be Is that Eric. why he moved there? He was like, I will go to my people. Yeah, I think so, me dad. <laughs> fag in his mouth. That's Eric now, we'll send him off. Yeah. Send him off to Sweden. Yeah, they call me Giuseppe, but I, <laughs> I stayed in Dublin. Still here, just change it. So I have two little sisters, Rachel and Ethna, and so I looked after them quite a lot. Do you know what I mean? Cause Are you all close in age? Yeah, well, I'm uh, Eric's five years older than me. Rachel is two, and Annette is nearly about nine years younger. So when you say you're nine years younger, yeah, okay. So there was a there she's was a mistake. A rake, rake of you. Okay. No, she's a mistake. My dad and mom constantly went. They used to go there's Eric, Jason, Rachel, and the mistake. <laughs> and Anthony be gone. Oh, Jesus Christ! So she's nine years younger than you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's she's brilliant. So she she. I mean, I looked after her. I mean, I did. I babysat when I was probably twelve. The first time I did it. Yeah. Isn't it so different now? I don't know if it's different. I feel like twelve. I mean, it, it depends what your responsibilities are. I mean, someone's well, I probably had... not going to go away for a week to another country and leave you there, age twelve. But like, there's a few little like, little responsibilities. Well. Keeping her alive. Well, I'm. I had. Well, I'm twelve. So now my sister's only one and something. Yeah, that's a tricky age as well. Yeah, to keep and so them alive. my mum and dad were going up to the pub. So the way they used to say was they used to go, you know, Marta's on that side and Jones on that side. Just call into them. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, it's kind of fine. Yeah. Um, but on this particular night when I was, I was roughly 12, 13 years of age, in Ballantyr, and I'm, I'm in. I'm, uh, there was a vicious thunderstorm. And uh, I think the girls at that stage, I think Ethna might have been in a bed, so she must be nearly two. And then Rachel was, they were in bunk beds. So I went in, I got into one bed with them, and the two of them were either side of me because it was like really noisy. It was like, like that. We and won't I, tell Eric, but were you the favourite big brother? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where Eric was. I think he was out in the storm. With his Viking friends. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, <laughs> holding up his sword with, and the lightning hit it. Valhalla! Yeah. So we, I was in the, I was like, like loud, 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 loud. And every time it kind of got loud, I told the girls, we'll just do that counting thing. Oh, and that means it's far away. So the noise would go, or sorry, the light would go, isn't it? And then you go, one, yeah, one, light. one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Tra- yeah, travels and then faster that's, than then, then it goes, and it goes further away. But it kept getting nearer. And Red and Ray were going, oh my God, right? So then the lightning... Anyway, a huge bang and all the lights went out in the house, right? And I was like, oh my God, right? And I'm only 12, 13. And then I literally turned into a 47-year-old man. I went, right, okay, don't worry. We'll start laughing. Whoa, I didn't know what was going on. So uh, it must have been 15 minutes later or so, or maybe even 20, there was blue lights outside the house flashing, right? And I was like, what the hell? What's going on? Then there was a bang in the door. And we have this little porch, but it's, it's glass that you can't s- clearly see. Yeah, yeah. And banging the door, and all I hear was, let us in, like this. And, I, and I'm only 12, and I'm going, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if anybody remembers, this is really good if you do. In Back to the Future, the movie, uh, Michael J. Fox drives a car, the car into a barn. Um, yeah. it go, he goes from the the... Uh, sorry, the future into the past. Yeah. And he goes into the barn and he comes out, he's wearing a big yellow suit. He yeah. looks like an alien. Yeah. That's what I could see, it, the outline in the glass. With the, with your little sisters crying yeah. basically in the background. And, I, and they're going, open it. And I'm going, no. <laughs> and they're going, it's a fire brigade. And I went, 
what? So I opened the door. There was four fire engines outside. They came in. They went, are you okay? I went, yeah, who else is here? I went, my um, sister's upstairs. All right, they ran upstairs, got the two of them, came out, uh, brought me out, wrapped us in blankets outside on the wall in the driveway. All the neighbours were out, of course. Maura like, from next door. Maura was out, Joan was out. Oh my God, oh my, and, and Mrs. Farrell down the road who loved and knows. Everybody's out, right? So um, basically my mum and dad came home from the pub and there's four fire engines and the whole neighbours and everything. And my mum just grabbed us. I went, me children. Me dad did the mad thing. He was running around in circles in the garden going, what the hell's going on? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Can you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he ran in and out of the house. He kept running into the house up and there. What the hell? What's it? Is it on fire? Is it on? Like nothing. Just, like just solving nothing. So what had happened was, and my mate Carl McDermott, my, still my friend now, uh, he was across the road watching the lightning. It was fork lightning all over the place. And he had his finger on the Venetian blinds and he said he watched the fork lightning hit our chimney. No. Yeah. And he got a shock on his finger from the because it went, went down and ran through all the houses right and it just blew the chimney up no. and it went down and aired itself in all the houses so it literally went like that and yeah so but was there a fire in your house where no. it had just blown the, the chimney the neighbours had seen the explosion of the chimney blow up and they rang the fire brigade straight away and then there, was, there were people I can never tell us. my kids this because I always say that no, no, it, 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 never hits it never hits it, it, never it's going to hit there. me Oh so, my yeah, God, so and your poor mum and dad and poor you that you that they that the night they went down and you were like lightning. So all the neighbours were just staring at me, mum and dad, like fume and you know. You're a disgrace. Look at you. Look at you leaving them there. That's, just... That storm had started before you left. You know that. <laughs> oh, oh no. yeah, but your pint again. This is more important, isn't it? But my dad was really laid because my dad, as I said, our lovely dads, he was so laid back. You know, he didn't give a shite what people thought. But listen, it wasn't like you were, you know, six. I do think there was that kind of community feeling if they're just around the corner. I don't know, 12, 13. What, what, what age are you meant to be? That? What age do we know? know. Before know. I'm condo- basically supporting. I love this way you're going. That's great. I wouldn't give a 12-year-old a baby now. <laughs> no, no. But well, you know no, what? No, not a baby. We, Kid that can sit up. Is there a thing of, because uh, well, my mum and dad just going about being young, whatever it sounded like, great crack but horrific. Do you know what I mean? No sweets. When they no, were young. Yeah, when they were young. You're like going, yeah, all right. They weren't poor or anything because my dad worked for Guinnesses. But there I mean, wasn't just, there wasn't a lot of stu- extra stuff around. It just wasn't it was just when they the were kids. just the way our country was. Yeah. Was yeah. Just, yeah. They didn't have like milk teeth. No, they didn't have like My dad had to sit me down and tell me that. There was no milk tea when I was younger. I was going, oh my God. But it was a different time. My dad had his first banana at age seven. <laughs> now he was a war child. So there was a war going on in rations. But I was like, I was like, I remember hearing that and going, sucks to be you. But as well, I was like, oh, banana. But he said he remembers his entire family sitting around and like going and peeling it. Isn't that really precious? Seven. Yeah, that is. I don't even know if he liked it or not, but it was a lot of, lot but that's of a, that shows you that, you know, you don't, you don't need much. Grand, you, need, you need milk tea now. Yeah, milk you do. Are very you do. important. Oh, love, love a good milk tea. So addictive. But your parents were very chilled. And when you say you had the best childhood, I love that because that, that's when I look back in my childhood and it was just like, I don't know, carefree. Obviously, you had worries and mm. all that kind of stuff. But like, for the most part, good crack and carefree. Were you kicked out of the, you said there was a green outside your house. So was that yeah. where everyone just went? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't wait to finish my dinner and get back out again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All the lads and the girls. And had a mixture. Yeah, I was in a mixed school. So I went to um, St. Attractus uh, Primary School. Yeah. And then 
I went to PCS secondary school, which was beside it, which yeah. was at the top of our road. So My you parents, everyone. it literally went ching, 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 yeah. like that. Do you know what there, I mean? And then you go there and then there. There was nothing there, yeah. there, done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then was what I, I've been writing this book now and because it, it, it starts from the age of 16 and I was going, oh my God, like we were absolutely devastated in sixth year when we all, we all realised we have been with each other since we were babies. The whole lot of it's us. It's another part of your family. And like, like your family. Well, I would have spent more time with those guys. Yeah. I know the guys on my road and the girls on my road, that's fine. But then the other guys who lived in different estates, we knew that we would probably never see each other for a long time. And did you? Yeah, it was a long time since I've seen them. I mean, people still come up to me and it looks like they're... It, uh, the only way I can... If somebody ever does Is your mum still there? Is your mum still yeah, where you grew up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my sister lives there with her. Okay. And so, but when somebody I haven't seen... And they always go, Jason, Jason, as if I'm supposed to know who they are. But what I do is I try to draw inside a little boy or little girl inside their body. Oh. And I can go, oh, yeah. So I can see like little Nicola inside big Nicola because the rest of her is on the outside because she's huge or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Nicola. Yeah, Nicola doesn't get called. You don't go to Nicola. Nicola is very, so very tall. Okay, yeah. so Nicola's tall. She's, she's uh, yeah. But when you say like, so did you set fire to things or did I read yeah, that Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, listen. But did you have that kind of, like you were terrified of getting injured but you'd still set fire to stuff? Yeah, but I'd be with a lot of, lot of people. Grant. So like basically the, I'd be the seventh person to put the match on it. Sure, <laughs> so, it's lit now. So Carl, Carl, my, Carl would be the first one. Carl was always like into it. Like, like we being up. Was he the Des Bishop of going, it's Grant, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Carl, well I think Carl got injured once but not more. He fell, oh yeah, he was on roller skates and he hit a stone on his teeth. He hit his teeth out. That was that. Forward on the t- on the roller yeah, skates. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So w- w- when you when you were when you grew up in Ballantyre and Dundrum, there was like the OG Dundrum Centre, but the other one wasn't. It was just mountains. So did you just yeah. go and run run through the fields? Well, look, it's it was that's what we did. Yeah. It took half an hour to get into Ticknock into the middle of forest, and there'd be about twenty or thirty of us. So was it the freedom when you look back on your child? Was that was it just that? And the f- mm. and I kind of miss that for my kids. But then the thought of that. I don't know, scares me. But it's just different. I think it's just changed until you're probably yeah. a teenager and you've got your own freedom. It's because there's too much information in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we have too much info and all that info is is scaring us. So if you look back when your dad had a banana, yeah. like how simple that was. That's all he knew. So it was just a banana. He didn't know who, what other family had it yeah. or how dangerous bananas could be. Or dun, dun, what time dun, of the day dun, to eat dun, them. Dun, dun, and out it goes and out it goes. Like That day it was just a banana, right? Yeah. So nowadays we, uh, we, well, first of all, where I lived, there was a lot of different kids. Like we, there, was a, there was too many of us to anything to happen to us. Yeah, so you were a crew that would look out for each other. And if we even say this now, the one thing that people are worried about all the time is strangers. Yeah. All the time. That's the number one with, with parents. Yeah. They go, what if they're taken? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're just, they're not going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, there was, it was always, fla- also there was a lot of flashers around in the 80s. There was yeah. a lot of talk about that. I know we're trying to keep this, you know, whatever, but when we were kids, we pretty much knew who they were. The flashers? Yeah. Yeah. We'd there be there one- going, all right, Dirty Larry. We yeah. know him. <laughs> We'd know Dirty Larry. And then he'd go, you're still in my jam, And then like, he was no way, not a chance. There was, a, I remember, I think I've said this before when we were in school, I just have such a, like a visual memory of, there was, a, oh, I can't remember the front of whatever Prince album where he's peering out from bushes. That oh. was all over our school saying, be, like, not beware of Prince. <laughs> but then again, that'd be quite funny. 
<laughs> Friends lurking. Beware, beware of yeah of people around. It was just it was just the stra- yeah the stranger danger being plucked from somewhere. But I remember being down, and I don't know if it was like because like that as well. We had the green. The green was great. You just like out. Just you, yeah, we had to come back by a certain time, and that was fine. And it was such it was such fun days. But the times as well when you've said is like that you could have died at so many different points, not for somebody taking you, but just falling down a well. The like I remember going to Wexford where my granny lived, and she lived in the town. So it was brilliant. It, our days were just knickknacks and like really old Terrifying. ladies. And then, but then we went. There was a. I remember. The, and I never told my mum. I don't know where she thought we were. But there was this like site behind where my granny's house was, and we should not have been there. We should not have been there. And we were with a crew that were very ballsy and didn't yeah. care. And they were like, "Oh, the dubs, the dubs are down." And we were just like, "Freedom!" <laughs> but we were. We. It was not a great place. It was like with those ads again, where they're like, "If a ball goes in to yeah. the electricity, why don't go in?" There was yeah. a lot of those ads as well. Yeah, those ads were on telly a lot. There was um, uh, electricity wires. That was a frisbee, wasn't it? That got stuck in the uh, in the pylon. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, don't go in. But I was just saying that that, that was shown on in the daytime for children to watch. And a kid goes in and just blows up on the telly, and it's like, oh, and we're watching that. <laughs> I remember and then that part was, of the ad. Does he die? Yeah, of course he dies. Not now. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> they would show it at night, and it would only be words. But no, they just went. Where's Charlie going? And he goes, and he goes, don't climb that pylon. And he climbs it and blows up. And we had to go, ma'am, is that kid dead? My mum's going, yeah, he is. He is dead. Don't do that. So uh, the amount of different things that happened to us. We went to Enniskerry camping. We were very young. Do you know what I mean? On our own. With the crew and your pals from the road. Yep. I just went up and pitched tents. Yeah, we got, uh, we brought um, tents. We brought, uh, we were like six, maybe 15, 16, all that kind of stuff. Building fires and all of us in, in the river. Uh, you know, basically where there's rapids. Yeah. Oh, uh, cleaning gosh. ourselves. Oh and literally, you know, your mates are going, your mates going, don't, mate, don't stand there because you'll be gone. And like you're going, oh yeah, okay, but you'll stand near it. I remember one time, because we were in Cabin Tealy then and it was like, that felt like the countryside to, to us. Yeah. But we did go cycling. wasn't allowed up this, I can't remember, at Lahonstown. Lahonstown, it was like all these stuff that are like, oh, that's haunted up there. So I went with a friend on a bike and we were too young to do it. And I fucking fell off my bike so I got no. snared. I had to go and get stitches in my leg. Jesus. And it was the one day, Jason, I should, I, that I fell off my bike and I got completely <laughs> snared. I was so raging. Happy news from Aldi. We've topped the leaderboard at the National Parenting Product Awards with 22 wins, making us the most awarded retailer. There were goals for our organic Mamiya baby food range, Mamiya Ultra Dry Junior Plus Nappy Size 5 Plus, and Mamiya Premium Newborn Mini Size 2 Nappies voted the nation's best nappies by parents in Ireland. So, mum and dad, not using Mamiya nappies yet? Oof, could be time for a change. Aldi, every day amazing. So when you look back, is there anything that you did, like a really bad thing that your parents never knew about? Or is it just the, the general stuff for getting into trouble? Yeah, I think when you say that now, you see, I was very, obviously, and I think a lot of my mates were as well. So it is, must be the opposite now. So no, we never did anything bad on our parents. We were in the house because that's, you know, you don't basically, uh, what do they say? You don't shit in your own doorstep. Yeah. So we were very, a bit of scared too as well. Yeah, like, I'm not very good in the house. house. Outside, yes, we set bushes on fire. <laughs> yes, we um, we once uh, blacked out the whole estate. Uh, we had a... Okay, so there was these wires that we used to throw up the little co-hanger. Did you the wires. not see the ad, Jason? Yeah, I know, but we weren't in it. It's far away. Oh, well, So you're throwing up with the wires and if it got two wires, it would make a contact and we'd go, right? So, and it would just make a little fuzz, right? 
but one of the lads brought over a bar once, like it like it was about an inch thick square, and it was probably four foot long, so it would cover the, all the wires. So we were just messing, throwing it up. We didn't think anything of it. And then um, I threw it up, and it spun, and it caught every single caught every single wire, the electric wire. Good shot. It stuck to it. It went, and then the next minute, all you see was. Fire brigade back out to your house. No fire brigade, just total blackout. We legged it into bushes and there was been about 10 of us just giggling and holding each other and all you could hear was, we know you are out there. <laughs> so all the outfit is coming out. <laughs> Somebody's done something. All you hear this and everything. And then they're going, the little bastards. Right. And so, yeah, we, we did all that. We put um, a gas canister into the fire at Halloween. I was about to ask you about Halloween because yeah. I feel like that was a time where people were just getting in trouble and stuff was unsupervised, which is dangerous. That's dangerous. Yes, James. that's dangerous. But listen, we're talking about the past. It doesn't no, happen anymore. We're talking anymore. about the 80s. We've learned our ways. Yeah. We would, yeah, collect for the bonfire for months. And we did go into the local housing estate that was being built. And we brought out all the new all the wood, stuff. all their new wood, and we stacked it. The cops used to come around to all the bonfires. It was so funny. They used to literally get out at our bonfire and know what had happened like we used to think nobody knows nobody. we've taken the wood from down there yeah. we'll put it there nobody has a clue yeah. the minute we took it the builder must have just went oh, I've, seen a, I've seen them I've seen them it's up, in there the for thing, you? and the coppers came down and went lads bring it all back <laughs> we were like we, we all went we what? got we got that and you know, down the back of a Dune Drum shopping centre, they were throwing it out and they got lads, that's brand new plywood. Oh. You know, their frames. And they got a, so we brought them all back. So we had a little fire, we had a little blue gas canister. And again, this is a good lesson actually for children because okay. we didn't think anything of it. We just put it in and we thought we'd just go like that. So we put it in. It was a blue one about the size of your fist. You know, you bring on camping. Do you ever yeah. see them? So it's a very small looking thing. So we put that in the middle of the fire and then nothing happened for like half an hour. We were just all talking. Then we went over and we sat on the wall, which is a good bit away from the fire. Thank God. Good bit away. Right. And this is probably midnight now. I remember it sitting on the wall because it's Halloween. Everybody's more or less gone in. And the next minute, the biggest explosion I've ever seen in my life. It actually had a mushroom, mushroom clouds no. in the middle of the fire. And parts of the bonfire just came towards us. <laughs> Bits of planks just spinning. We had to jump over the wall and duck. So, yeah. That but was... you were so lucky. But then again, every time we went back in, our parents would be like, what was that noise? I don't know. I don't know. Having a clue what that but was. But does it make you more scared? Like, how does how is it ch- how has your childhood changed, like, made you a parent what is, has it lent in or do you go I know so much and I know so much about how boys grow up yeah there's not there's there's nothing I can do really apart from I mean I remember again um, that lovely teenage psychologist saying that y- y- as long as your children know you're there that's that's yeah. the best thing so yeah. they always know that I'm there if they need me I'm there I, I, they know I'm watching them and there is boundaries with them do you know what I mean well not the 23 year old he's a man yeah. but by 70 to 16 year old now do you know what I mean? He has, he has to have bits of boundaries. They sure. like that. I mean, k- kids don't like to basically say, uh, are you staying out? Yeah, yeah, my dad doesn't care. I'm staying out. They, that kid doesn't like that. No, they, want, kid, they need the, yeah. to know that you're... My kid likes care. to go, yeah. oh no, he'll kill me. I'll never be back at nine. Yeah. They, they, they like that feeling. But trying to advise them about what to do when he's going out in the street at night and be careful. Literally, he's yeah. gone out the door by the time he finished the sentence. <laughs> okay. So make sure you don't kill Oh. But do you, are you able to relax? Like if he goes out to uh, to a nightclub, are you able to go? Like there's that thing where... There's nothing I can do. But there's nothing you can't do. But you know that everyone's like, oh, it gets worse when they're teenagers, that like mm. the lack of sleep thing, right? So I, we're in an okay phase at the moment that the youngest is, is sleeping. So it's not that horrendous lack of sleep stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, they say that you're in that kind of nice phase for a while and then it turns into the teenage years where they're out and then you can't sleep again because you don't know where they are. 
Or are you, are, are you Grant? You um, just go to sleep. Well, you know, the brilliant thing is that, because I remember like years ago, people going, wouldn't it be good to put a little sensor on your kid so you know where he is and all. The tag. Yeah, but, he, but my son has his phone. And yeah. he's so good and he knows that I go, Dan, if I ring you, yeah. just answer, will you? I don't, you know, it's fine wherever you are, just answer. And he answers. And he's a good kid, you know. Yeah. And, and he just goes, yeah, I'm just doing this, Dad. I'm fine with that. And that's grand, you know. But whenever you collect them, this is it's when you collect them and maybe on a Saturday and it's like nine o'clock, ten o'clock, you get into the car, you're trying to smell if there's any alcohol, you're watching for singed eyebrows, you're smelling them. <laughs> You lo- you will you will smell your children more when they're say fifteen sixteen because <laughs> you want to know what have they been around you know women drink drugs everything like that you know what I mean but I openly talk to him about all that stuff yeah well that's great that you've got that communication and that and that yeah, trust but the, yeah but but I don't think I spoke to my parents about any of that stuff no way no way, no way. like I think my my sex education was um me me dad sat in the kitchen with me. I'll never forget this. And my dad what literally, age? I don't know, I must have been about 11 again, 11 or 12 yeah. again. And again, our, a big year that year. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah, blowing myself up, killing <laughs> things, fire. <laughs> I, I could do without the sex education thing. Wrecked. So, so much going on. So we had, uh, and my dad barely had any communication with us when we were younger anyway, because he like worked in Guinnesses, went, and after I came over for his dinner, went back to the pub. So we just seen him now and again, yeah. right? He was like a lodger. So he had to sit me down. He was like, uh, I remember him lighting a fag, and he goes, So um, your mother was asking, your mother, you blame your mother. <laughs> Your mother asked me to sit with you and, you know, the talk to you about the... And I literally knew what he was doing. I went, yeah, yeah, Dad, I know. You know, oh, you know, well, you know, I should let me... Well, anyway, I should watch you know, you know, fair play to you. And that was it. <laughs> he stood up and I think he got his coat went to the pub after the trauma. There's no detail. No detail. Just, you know, you do your... Oh, and you're with the... Yeah, go, already. I knew what he was trying to tell me. Sure, I was already... We're like... I mean, we're not street kids, like a proper street kid. But, but the kids talk. Yeah, we yeah. We had... I, look, you my, probably were spoken to in school at that stage. Were you? We had per L sister Teresa that had to do it. Oh. And now most nuns get a slag and this nun was, we loved ours. Oh, we loved did her. You? What did she do? Was she your religion teacher? She was a religion teacher. Okay. And she had to do this, right? And uh, this was in second year, so we are now talking probably 14. Okay. Uh, no, it was none in primary. There is now, but it's yeah. very basic about your body. But oh, like, is there? I just know actually because Brian's dad was a jo- doctor and he used to have to give the talk in the schools and he was always mortified because <laughs> he'd leave people out. It's like, Frank was in. <laughs> Especially when his kids go like kids in, 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 like at the back on. <laughs> oh his dad was just his dad is just so fun and was yeah. able to handle that so well. well yeah, no better type. man going in and just. Well, Sister Teresa had to tell us about basically sexual intercourse, and okay. oh my god, we all oh. felt so sorry for her. None of us slagged her. That's lovely that you did feel sorry yeah, for her that she had she had to do it because we were like literally going. We really know all this already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my god, but like. You know, but no, no, no sex for us for well later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That chat, wasn't a thing chat. at all. But you said your dad was really chilled. Are you? T- are you chilled? Well, this is the thing that, um, again with the new book I'm writing. So this is because it's easier because I've just been writing it. Yeah. Uh, I start off saying that you know you become your dad. Uh, people say you'll become your dad, and I'm and th- that's what I'm saying in the prologue. I'm just standing there a backstage where I'm actually dressed as my dad because I do a play. Yeah, the I remember Lama. I met you coming out of um, was it Ray Darcy, and you were just going. Yeah. Into, when was that? That was a bit your of a your dad had just passed. I think he just uh, only like a couple of weeks, and we were yeah. just kind of crying outside the room. Yeah, it was just a <laughs> like our dads. I know. What are you doing, dying? Don't oh, be doing that. Your dad passed away the year just before twenty twenty. 2020. And had he been sick, Jason? Uh, well, basically, he had a pacemaker. He had so many stents, uh, smoked 
was on warfarin, was mm-hmm. on dr- and they said to him, you're going to have a stroke, Paddy. You have to stop smoking at least. But my dad wasn't a shuffly old man. He was driving, walking around, talking, no brother. He was never, he was. He used to be like his feet hurt him or something or yeah. whatever. And he'd always go, oh, it's because of my age. It's because of cigarettes, dad. The blood can't get through your, your body. Let it get through. And he's there going, ah, sure, whatever. You all drop dead. And he was doing all that. So, um, no, he had, uh, he did. He Then he had a, he, well, his first stroke, actually, he had when he was 70. And he had a, a, a stroke where he could only read half the newspaper. So one side oh, of his, really? yeah, but nothing else went. And he was going, I can't see that, I can't see that. So I remember my mum ringing me and saying, um, your, your father's, I think your father's had a stroke, can you come up? And so I remember going up and I thought I'd see him, you know, half his face gone, in bits and everything. And he was sitting in the corner of the room with a cigarette in his hand. Stop. And he actually looked at me and he went, you can't even have a stroke in peace in this house. Because your mother's running around like a hummingbird. Right? Because was of he f- f- a funny man? Yeah. Did you get your... Yeah, he was so from- dry with. So we brought him into hospital. He had a minor stroke, whatever. And then it, it, it actually, the brain repaired itself. He was totally fine. And it wasn't until he was 80 that he had the massive stroke where I found him. Um, my mum was telling me his back was sore. He couldn't get out of bed, but he'd had a massive stroke. She was completely in shock. Oh, God. Yeah. And then brought him into hospital. And then he it was only two days that he lasted. Do you know what I mean? And you wrote a play about about him. Yeah, so the Paddy Lama Shed Talks. Is what I so called you called him the Paddy Lama because he was so wise. He's just full of info. A wise Irish man. He was a wise Irish man. Not as in like an intellect wise, you know. He was just kind of street wise, you know. And he'd tell you, most of the stuff that he would go on about, he'd be right, you know what I mean? But would you go to him for advice then? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's slow advice though. It takes a while. How do you mean? Well, like you'd be there for a while with him. Okay. Because he'd have to have a whiskey with him. Yeah. And then he'd be talking about other stuff. And then you slip into the whatever you needed to know. Do you feel like you can st- still know what he would advise you? Like, yeah. If you if you're thinking about something, do you think what would what would Dad say? Yeah, I've done my own version of an AI thing, which was in um, you know they say that you want to bring someone back alive. There's going to be like robots that they will actually be able to look like you. Yeah. Oh God. But I was able to do that in my head because I knew his mannerisms and everything. Yeah. So doing the play as him. Was wow. how I how I thought he would talk and and how he used to tell stories and all, and then I bring in some modern stuff and how I think he would have addressed it because I knew how I knew his personality. Do you know what I mean? And they always, my dad used to say that you know when someone dies, you should always keep talking about them yeah. because they die twice. Yeah, and this is brilliant because people then go, "It's not really hard," and I go, "Well, the way I look at it is that my dad would love this." Yeah. If there was a play about him, he would have run up the my pub. Dad, my dad would love that. I'm going to write a play about a, my dad. That was a pub. There was a play about me. <laughs> They'd be going, what? Yeah. But he, there he, is something special about keeping someone, yeah. someone's memory alive and talking about them and still celebrating them. Yeah, that's what you should do. I mean, I mean, I follow this guy, Alan Watts, who has spoken about loads. He's a he's, he's passed away now. In, he died in like 1973 or something. And he's a, he's one of these English, lovely, well-spoken fellow like this. And he's very funny. And he's, uh, he's drinking his whiskey and smoking his cigarettes. And he's a... Uh, He's one of the last kind of philosophers, one of the great philosophers that ever lived. Like there's loads of them around now. They'd all be turning towards him. And like he just had great like outlook on life, you know what I mean? And how it, how it should all work. And um, he, he's just talking about death and all. And if you're, that's, he's a great one to listen to. Really? If you're ever like, if you're grieving and just listen to his version of what he thinks death is. And li- literally after an hour, you're like, oh, that's actually all right. That's okay. Because he said you should always celebrate a death do you know what I mean so we shouldn't sit around a bed all moaning and crying unless of course you know, this is all pinch of salt stuff unless it's a horrific death yeah. you know what I mean and it's a younger one maybe yeah, yeah. but someone like my dad who was 80 who had a great life yeah. 
we should, you know, you should be sit, sitting around his bed, drinking whiskey with each other, laughing, whatever, and celebrate him as he dies. You know what I mean? As opposed to going, oh my God. But I think the Irish do that at wakes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and crying laughing about them. Well, sharing stories, uh, like, I, I think that's the lovely thing when someone comes up and shares a, f- a funny story. Someone writes something and it just, just to remember, and, it, and like, it can be so sad and overwhelming, but it's just, as you say as well, just to keep them, their memory alive and keep celebrating them. Was it therapeutic to do the play or was it sometimes, yeah. was it? Yeah, but it was also, I'd taken, because I'd listened to Alan Watts so much and taken on his advice yeah. and went, you know, there's no need to be sad about him being dead. You know, just think about him in a fun way, and like, and that he was, and also as well, he says like, you know, like your con, your subconscious, your conscious, it, it, that can never die. So mm. when you die or I die, we leave behind that. We leave that behind. Yeah. That stays forever. Like some people think that's the soul or whatever, like that. But the imprint as well on you, your life, and your kids' life. Mm. It's just you. You do sense it, and, and I like. I even think just keep the the fun things that that dad used to say. My kids and I say make like them saying it is just just. Celebrating, yeah, I know it's so important to pass yeah. on stuff. And so, like, like I am now whatever fifty one, so I'm going to be gradually becoming this old man who will have been my dad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I am saying a lot of stuff that he says. Do you know what I mean? And I also try and take on his attitude of life, which was a very laid back attitude. Like he never understood why everybody would run around straight. He never stressed. Like they always just, like so. I mean, he would think that like no amount of anxiety is ever going to solve anything. No, when he's right. Like he'd be just there going, what are you doing? Like freaking out. Like he'd be like, so I remember when the recession went in 2008, our recession, remember our big one, the big crash? I was sitting in the shed with him and I was going, because we had just, we were trying to sell a house and we just bought a house. We got big time stung, right? Oh, Jesus. And I was going, oh my God, Dad, what am I going to do? Like, geez, this is huge, you know? And he was there going, oh, and he goes, uh, this is my sixth recession. <laughs> He's just sitting there with a fag. And he goes, so I remember when the house was 25% interest, the mortgage, 25%. Imagine. I was going, yeah, but that, you bought your house for two grand. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Remember? What it for 50 quid. I remember that all the time. And I they know. were going, oh yeah, but that was then. I'm I going. bought my house. For- do, you, do you think that you were that kind of a father before he passed away? Or do you think that he, that you've changed since? Well, I try, yeah, I try to change because I'm quite a worrier and quite manic in worrying that way. So yes, the play definitely helped me because my dad does say that to me at the very end of the play, which is my dad speaking to me, but it's obviously me speaking to me. But it's obviously my dad giving me advice f- from beyond. And he says, uh, he goes, why don't you, uh, you know, it'd be very good now if you just slow down now. You should slow down. You've got six cents. Don't be jumping around the stage so much. And he then he says, sure, why don't you sit down in a chair and tell jokes like Dave Allen or something? Do you know what I mean? There's no need for the jumping around. And just from my own advice, I have taken it much easier. Like I used to go to Australia right now at this time. Yeah. So I don't go there anymore because yeah. it was just six weeks of manic going out there. Yeah. And I'm doing more Irish gigs so I can yeah. stay here and, and so I'm trying last... to travel less. Okay. And and slow down a little bit. Like Slow down you... a lot on stage, yeah. Was was your Did your health stuff collide with when your dad was sick or was that all in the same... T- same time frame? No, I got, uh, well, no, he was well around for when my la- my lung collapsed and my arm fell off. I and mean, your knee. lung collapsed? Yeah. But then your heart, well, you had pains in your, in your so heart. The, so, the only, so they were all just things. Yeah. But the stents where I was running and I felt a little pain in my heart. And that was after my dad had passed away. So I remember saying to my mom, I said to my mom, this is hereditary, mom. It's coming from you and dad. And of course, my mom went, not, that's not my side, that's your, that's your father. Which it isn't. Because my mom's side are tiny and you know, all broken. My dad's side are all these. Oh, they are. Yeah, my my dad's side are like there was seven seven of them, 
brothers and sisters and my granddad as well. And they're all like tanks. Nothing happened to them. They all like they're all self-inflicted deaths. My dad probably would last probably another four years if he didn't mm. smoke mm. that stroke thing that did him. But otherwise, his sisters and brothers and all they're all into their eighties. No bother. My granddad dies in his sleep, which is hilarious. My dad kept saying, he's "Very lucky." Yeah, I so know. Would you love that? He's dead. Hey, I know, I know. But I said, "God, Just, isn't that a gorgeous death?" We got that from the art of some two albums coming up to me. Uh, after my dad died going your dad would not have liked to have been around for all this COVID because he died in the February and then uh, we all locked yeah. down in March because you know all the masks and he wouldn't have been able to go to the pub or anything he wouldn't you know he wouldn't have liked that at all you know he wouldn't but they're trying to that and I, I couldn't resist it because then that's when I became my dad because my dad would have done something like this and I said I'm pretty sure he would have been preferred to be alive <laughs> <laughs> and the two L was yeah. just staring at me I know, I know. and they kept smiling but said nothing <laughs> and then we all just drifted and they kind of went did he just oh, say that God. I know. I, do, I think that's just such an Irish way as well. Because uh, it is such a, well, wasn't he a great, like people just, I think it's mm. just, I don't know, sometimes. Well, you know this and I know this. Yeah. When they, no matter how old your dad is, when they die, it's shit. It's shit. You just become a kid, I think, and you just grieve your, the, your parent from nearly from when you were a child. But it is, it's just like, uh, and, and yes, for you, you go, it is great that they live to be a, a good age and that, you know, mm. they they weren't struggling at the end. But when people think it's when of you like, Asher, they were old, just like, no, you can't just. But, and also, I want you to be devastated if I die when I'm old, that I'm still gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, and that other thing that lovely, and good old Alan Mott again said that when uh, when you when you die, it's like you're asleep forever and ever and ever and ever. You don't know you're dead. Do you know what I mean? So you're asleep forever and ever and ever and ever. And it's the same way from the other side is that when you were born, you've just woken up from being asleep forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Isn't that cool? So you've got, do you think, does he say that you're conscious, but or that you're actually just, a, you're sleeping? So no, you're not no conscious worries. at all. No, you don't know you're dead. So he, that's what he means. He means there's nothing to fear about it yeah. because once you die, you've no idea you're dead. I think it's the, uh, what he says is the idea of how you die. That's the thing that we get scared of. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, we okay. don't want to die like this. I don't want to die oh, like that. I know. I mean, none of us want to be dead anyway. That was the other bit. I would like to be at those lectures in 1956. Going, Alan, I don't want to die. And he'd be going, Jason, my friend, you must listen to me. You must listen to me. And said, you know, it's fine. You'll die, and you'll be asleep forever and ever and ever. And then he said a great another little tip for everybody. He's saying that if you if you think you're having a crap day or a crap life, he said, imagine you're you've died, right? Imagine you're dead. You imagine you're dead now. You literally just died in front of me. So everything you do from now on is a bonus. Yeah. Every single thing you do, having a cup of tea, holding your child's hand, smelling the flowers, you can't do that when you're dead. So this is when a lot of us get really depressed. And we go, we go, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me or that happened to me. Well, if you imagine you're dead, you know what I mean? That's it. The alternative is not great. The alternative is not great. How did that happen? How but has happen? but has you're talking about going and setting things on fire? Setting things on fire. We're at the getting very heavy here. No, it's good. But this it's is good. Great. We have saved seven lives, and three people aren't afraid of dying now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They'll be grand. We're just going, just going for a really long kip. Big sleep. Um, do you, so ha, all of that together. I know you went through a lot. You lost your dad. You had your own health stuff. You had your, a different life circumstance in that yourself and your wife had had separated and were yeah. parenting. Separate. That was a lot in one go. Do you, like a lot. <laughs> In the face of a short amount was, of years. And also the gigging, happened to write. Oh my gosh. You still have to be funny. So what we do for a living... You still have to be funny. Yeah. What we do, <laughs> so it's like I can't go into an office and go, listen, I'm just going to do the accounts today and I won't. We literally have to go, hey, you know, me, you know, I'm divorced. Uh, my, uh, my dad's dead. Um, I'm trying to reorganise my whole life, my career, everything. But and COVID still, as well, where you can't and really COVID, do that. That happened as well, yeah. And still you have to go up and go, anyway, so there was this fella in the shop. 
You know what I mean? So, But was that good that you still had that outlet or did you find that hard to push yourself to try and find the fun in that? I think if I was very honest, I'd rather not. Have done it. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's hard. I've had options. But I'll looking, go for option C, looking not, back not do now, the stage. does it make you? Does it make you? As you say, I feel like there's a zenness where you're like, I appreciate the stuff that's here. Yeah, I do. I I really do. I do moan now and again, and I go, I have to stop myself. Going, no, stop it. Don't look. Life is really, really hard. You know what I mean? And with with with. With money and everything that we're always... Because like, I was always a big money worrier going, have I got enough for my kids? Have I got enough for this? I need to get that. But, you know, again, you know, they always say that, you you know, you can't uh, you can't sleep in four bedrooms. You can't drive yeah. six cars. No. You can't, um, I don't know, wear seven dresses at the same time, which I'm sure you probably tried yeah. just for the crack. Yeah. But you know what I mean? You don't really need a lot of things as long as it's, it's everything's working out. And so that's that's kind of how I, I tried to get my life into a simple, organised way. And now my two boys live with me. I'm like a single parent now, which is mad. So are you, are you well, you've got, one of them is kind of an adult, but like you've a te- so teenage, oh, teenage boy. Yeah, but 16. He's are like, you a pot? Like, can you have the crack with each other? Yeah. I'm sure you do. Oh my, here's, this is the one where I taught, this is the day I taught, oh my God, I think I'm old, <laughs> was we were coming out of um, uh, Aldi. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> no, I must say, okay, not to say it, no, but I do love that place. Isn't it great? Just that go middle you know aisle. Gonna, it's a, such a surprise. Such a surprise. I just, I always go with whoever I'm going in and I, and I, I just stop the other shopping, the middle aisle. Jesus, all that stuff. It's like, a, like an adult <sighs> where, you, you know, you put your money in the slot machine, you don't yeah. know what, the surprise thing. Yeah. It's like a surprise extra thing and then you feel really glad that you got it before everyone else got it. Yeah. It's as that, it's like, come on. My, my kid was going, was going on a skiing trip. Got full skis. Ski I got full outfit. ski outfits yeah, in the middle yeah. of a shopping centre, <laughs> yeah. boots and everything that like would have cost a fortune. Yes. I think as well because my mates actually in Finland, right? Because I gig there all the time. They're always saying, "Can you please tell the Irish to stop coming here? They cannot ski." <laughs> right? We have been skiing since we had two. Right? The Irish come out of Aldi in, Get the, out of in, the, way. in the full gear, going, "Yeah, lads, they hooked down to the family. We're going skiing next week." What? This stuff, look at the price of it. And then next you just see... that, Aldi? It's your, your fault. Yeah, Irish people just going backwards <laughs> down, down the ski slope, <laughs> not knowing what to do. But anyway, we digress. What are we talking about there the last bit? We're talking about go- your kids both been in your... In oh, your yeah. So I felt very... We're coming at Aldi. That's not a, a thing. That's what happens. Um, and anyway, and they were... Uh, I was carrying the shopping. Yeah. They weren't. Right, this is two huge men, by the way. <laughs> Daniel is six foot two and Devon is six foot three. Very tall. And they're huge, right? And I'm behind them with all the shopping. You know, like in my hand. Going, don't worry about it, guys. Six bags. Right, yeah. I just walk along, right? And the two of them, they get on really well. The two of them are kind of laughing and punching each other, saying stuff. And then I remember uh, Dev turned around and he just looked at me and went, will you hurry up, will you? <laughs> and I was kind of bent over like, a, like I had a hump. <laughs> and I, I was shuffling because the bags were heavy and I was like going, Oh my God, I feel like I'm 96 years of age in these oh two. God, did you call for help? No, well, they could, no, it's not a point. They no. just think it's funny. But I love that you say they get on with each other. That's brilliant as well. Yeah, they, have, yeah. they have the crack. Yeah. Are you in a little WhatsApp group, the three of you, about like life at home? As that, in like, will someone, you know, get milk because I'll be home late? Oh yeah, no, I love the way, I'm sure people listening to my kids my age yeah. have just gone, what? A WhatsApp group with, with, with kids that age? I, I'm looking they forward won't answer to that. You. No, they won't do that. Oh, they won't answer you. No, what are you doing in a WhatsApp group with your ma? Oh, 
No, I'm looking forward They'll to that. They'll be slagged at their mates. If that goes beep beep, they go, your mates go, what's that? Jason, That's our crush fun. my That's dreams. <laughs> I'm like, the one good thing about me down the line of them having is that we all get to like slag each other. No. And no, they won't answer me. No, you're gone. They will answer me. No, no, no. You, I, you understand <laughs> that you will be fully replaced by their mates. <laughs> and you'll be there going, imagine you going up to them, collecting them in front of their mates going, you never, did you get that meme you I did, sent? You never did the WhatsApp answer. <laughs> I, I want in the group. They, they'll be literally looking at you going, shut up. Oh, no. You see, I, I want those days where I can go, Friday, will we all go and get pizza together? And then it's on it's on well, a WhatsApp. Maybe they will, Jason. Maybe no, they will. I have a WhatsApp here from my son. I feel I'm so much more, My son WhatsApp me yesterday. So he's on, obviously he's on WhatsApp. Yeah. And he has sent me a picture and you can see it here because I know it's like we're on podcast. Yeah. Picture of shampoo, a picture of conditioner, yeah. and a picture of face wash. As in empty, as in get these. And it says skin stuff, pitta bread, <laughs> cotton buds. <laughs> cotton buds for ear. Sorry, is that no. a male thing as well? So he's summarizing, in fairness. Yeah, this is what you probably tell them to do at all times. But no, like, love you, see you later, mate. It's like, we need this, 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 all right? <laughs> Done. That's the WhatsApp. That's what you're looking forward to. I you just want your... validation and love bombs at all times. What time. are you up to? Oh God! But I'm how old are your children again? Ten, and eight, and two. You're you're in this. Yeah, you're in magic land right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm in magic land with that. I'm deadly. But Enjoy that. Will, that. Yeah, no, I will. I will. You still are deadly, but it, like I do it. What do I do for a living? Uh, yeah. The two of them don't. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like but their mates. That's call, pretty cool, though. The sixteen-year-old, his mates call me a legend. They go, your dad's a legend. Yeah, but like having someone who's funny and being able to like ha- like have the crack, that's a cool dad job. I, I feel like you're, that's a cool yeah, dad. I, I was collecting Dan yesterday and his three mates were walking along the path and I snuck up with the car real slowly and I beeped it. The three of them nearly fell over into the bushes. Brian does that to me. I actually, my, my, it's one thing that drives me mad. And I know it's going to happen when I get out of the car to get around something. It's like, I'm going to have a heart condition from living like this. Three. So mean. Yeah, and Daniel, I mean, my God, he does like to swear. My God, there was a lot of swearing. Um, oh my, Jason, I've, I've been talking too much. I know, we're We've like, talking, oh talking God, no. Okay, so quick, quick, quick things. What was, your, what was your first job? Okay, my first job was collecting trolleys for a supermarket in Ballantyr. And myself and, and uh, Carl McDermott, we were probably 15 and we collected trolleys all day. All day collected trolleys before the coins went in. You know that kind of thing? Remember trolleys were like down on the they field, over in the oak, down in the shop, someone's driveway. I, t- I borrowed, borrowed. <laughs> trolley from a local supermarket to bring we were going away on a family holiday and we had a rabbit and because mum had said that rabbit is your responsibility that rabbit and I was like uh-huh, uh-huh. so we were going away I was like who's going to mind the rabbit I found someone who's going to mind the rabbit but I had no way of transporting the rabbit so I got a shopping trolley what? put the hutch in and walked it over the dual carriageway what oh my god <laughs> they were the days you could just do what you liked with trolleys I feel another short movie coming on <laughs> The girl and the bunny in the trolley. Well, I can't so remember listen, what age we, was. We, we did it. We collected trolleys all day, and our payment was: uh, your man says, "Go on in there and uh, get yourself a fizzy drink and a you pack of crisps." You didn't even get cash for that. No. Ah, oh, Jesus. So that was the first job. Come here, and then you, when you got into, was that just you? Just kind of became a comedian. You're yeah. like, I'm going to do this. I'm still waiting to be called back into the warehouse. I worked in a warehouse with Peter Gallagher in a, a lighting warehouse. That, did you? Yeah, that worked. We I worked with him for years, and we did. Uh, that's where I met PJ, and we worked in a place called Lighting Dimensions that did, uh, you know, rock and roll lightings, fashion shows, all that kind of stuff. And I just started doing comedy in in the international bar. I started doing little open spots. Never thought it of it. 
because I'm one of those like if you ask me to do something I'll give it a bash like yeah love it and I just and now I feel like I'm still giving it a bash and I'm going to get a phone call going are you coming back now please just like sorry you left yeah. your shift and we were expecting you back yeah literally there's something no about idea. that and even in what I do you're just like mm. um what like <laughs> is, it, is it okay if I still do this you know what here's the thing when I'm, I'm going to be playing the Olympia on the 11th of May I'll be on stage there right talking away and I'll have this I'll always have this other bit going what are you, what are you doing what that, I think here? I think most people do just the yeah. imposter syndrome a little bit yeah. of going what what are you doing? But here? it wasn't even no, it's not even imposter syndrome like as in you're useless. It's like like it's it's asking me like kind of what do you what's this? As in genuinely, what are you doing yeah, here? Like, How did this come about? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you go, and then he looks out and he goes, You know there's loads of people out there. Yeah. They're talking and then as I'm talking, they're going, they're laughing at what you're talking about. I like, know, shut up. But that's you going, I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah. I feel like that's my entire career. Oh yeah, sure, no, I'll give this a go. Yeah, we, um what is the best and worst thing about being a dad? Uh well, the best thing, like, because, you know, I always had this thing going, like, when I was young, going, I'm never having children. You know, they're real annoying and all that. Yeah, they're no interest. I was like, I was going to travel the world, you know, and do all that. But the great, the, 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 the best thing is, look, I'll have to be very, you know, cheesy here and just say the love, the love that's there. Great. The, you know. If we're not doing it for the love, I mean, hug, it's too exhausting the otherwise. and the caring for them and just, just having, like, it's, it's kind of part of you that's yeah. there, that you, and, and I love taking care of them. I, it's a pleasure. I don't oh. mind. You don't Do mind you know I mean? running behind them like a little don't old mind lady with the six bags. I don't mind uh, watching me uh, better call Saul and the phone goes going, uh, that's grand now, Dad, 10 minutes. And As you have to get up and go and get Collect them. them. 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes, Dad, that'll do. I'm going, what? oh, so Saul Grant. So I love it. And what's the worst part? The worst but part? Being interrupted at better call Saul. Yeah, probably being the interruptions and the, uh, um, the, the constant slagging <laughs> that they give me. And just the exhaustion of having two men around you constantly. Yeah. That just think you're a, a Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what they say, they're like, God. and then you both go, and you're a comedian. But do they, oh my God, you'd love that. Good for the soul. Do they come to you for advice though? Like are you... Ah, uh, they will do, for they will. heavy, You heavy. say that, that they go to their friends, but like for the big, the big stuff, that's yeah, a big responsibility. Yeah, they they're will. Sitting on the end of the bed going, oh God. Yeah, but they kind of love that because they know yeah. I've made 7,356 million mistakes. There you go, isn't that brilliant? So, so, one, so they're definitely in there, yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. help them with loads of stuff. That's amazing. That open Don't chat. get to see with Des Bishop, your arm will fall off. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Because writing, you've written, also written kids' books. So if you're, mm. did your kids write, read those books at the time you were reading them or they, no. were they older? No, they, they haven't even read them yet. Oh. Sure, listen, they're probably... They will. Eight, they will, oh, they they're will like, read them. They're going to get around to that. No, know, it's a boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, do you have a best dad joke? I hate putting people on the spot, even comedians for jokes, because I can never remember them. I know, but then again, I'm trying to think of ones that are not horrific. Don't like there was one, there's one that's um, yeah because I had to do dad jokes for something, and it was um, a guy, a little kid was asked to tell uh, to put the word fascinate in a sentence, uh-huh. and um, the teacher says put the word fascinate, and the kid goes, my dad has my dad's coat has nine buttons, but he can only fascinate. Right now, here's another one that you probably won't be able to put in. Yeah, go on. I was doing an audition for. Um, do you remember uh, Colin Farrell's movie Cleopatra? That was a big flop. Do you remember this? No. And he, Colin said he wanted all Irish actors in it. Oh. Yeah, I, oh, I shouldn't have said to you, you're the only one that wasn't asked. Where was I? What year was this? They were looking for a Cleopatra. Oh <laughs> Absolutely devastated. It was a flop, don't worry. Angela Jolie was his ma. Oh, I remember that. Angela Jolie was his ma. That's ridiculous. Anyway, She's like eight months older than him. Went in for an audition 
uh, and I came into the room and he looked at me and he went, oh, oh, this is a good few years ago. They go, you're supposed to be in your late 40s. Okay, not to worry, not to worry, not to worry. And then she looked down and she went, oh, you're supposed to have kind of dark hair and a big kind of grizzly. Anyway, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. So it's like skinny with red hair. And she goes, okay, okay. And you're not. That's And she goes, can you ride a horse? And I was going, no. She goes, oh, okay, you're supposed to ride a horse. And you're supposed, okay. Anyway, and it, I did, I did, I, was, I had to do this kind of speech, you know, like this kind of brave heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? They will never take, I was trying to do this and again we're never in the she's gone okay right that's not very you're supposed to be kind of a general of an army but it doesn't really matter and then she went um, well look Oliver Stone was directing us and she said we're getting people to tell Oliver a little joke down the camera so if you want to do that that'd be great and, uh, and I went uh, okay uh, I was just on the spot and I went um a, t- a little kid was asked uh, the teacher said can you put the word contagious into a sentence and the kid looked at the teacher and said every time my dad cuts the grass my, my ma says it takes the contagious <laughs> now that woman we're leaving that in said nothing and walked to the door and just opened it and just, went, and just went thank you very much and I just walked out <laughs> was it where was that person from? And England. was she in Irish? She was English. See, I think Irish people can say that word a little bit easier, but other people actually can't she bear it. not believe I told that joke to <laughs> Oliver Stone. And I thought, oh, he'll think this is funny. Never heard of him ever again. Nothing from Oliver. Never called into a nod. Nothing. Contagious. Oh, it took the contagious. <laughs> if you didn't laugh at that, <laughs> then you don't want to be in Cleopatra That's for God's sake. That's my dad joke. Oh, I love that dad joke. Um, oh. oh, Jason. So tell us what you're doing next. You've got. You, I know yeah. you're. You're. Well, the man thing. Acting and yeah. So we everything. Yeah. So the summarize. Summer, I am summarizing. I'm literally. I'm doing that. Summarize. <laughs> so the book Wonky Eyed Man will be out at Christmas. I'm yes. doing that, and you're going to put your name on it like yes, you always do. Uh, the other thing is that the next thing is 11th of May in the Olympia. Yes. Uh, the Irish tour is over and then we have a, a new telly thing coming up as well what was I going to say Jason absolute dream boat I will thanks a million just try and look after yourself try and look and after and try yourself. and accept the fact that your children will not want to talk to you when they're older ok and then we're all going to die at some go. stage we're all going to die we're only going to be asleep ok perfect that was the summarise that was amazing um, and we'll come to see your show in May yeah, the 11th of May. The, oh, on the 11th of May, okay. Yeah, in the Olympia. Okay. Which is going to be fantastic. Amazing scone. Book your told. tickets then. You will be. Always love hanging out with Jason. Thank you so much to Jason Byrne for taking the time to chat with us. If you've liked this episode, don't forget to share it online or tell a friend. Otherwise, you can get in touch or find out more at aldi.ie forward slash Mamiya. from Aldi. We've topped the leaderboard at the National Parenting Product Awards with 22 wins, making us the most awarded retailer. There were goals for our organic Mamiya baby food range, Mamiya Ultra Dry Junior Plus Nappy Size 5 Plus, and Mamiya Premium Newborn Mini Size 2 Nappies voted the nation's best nappies by parents in Ireland. So, mum and dad, not using Mamiya nappies yet? Oof, could be time for a change. Aldi, every day amazing.